Hey, this is Waffle Pup and Dorton. And we're here with Minnie Dorton and Caleb. <laughs> They're going to tell us their stories. It's not the story we had planned, but it's the story we have. <laughs> it's the story we need. <laughs> Which like our own stories? Yeah. I guess. How it all came to be and how y'all destroyed my lives. <laughs> Your lives? You have more than one life? Mm hmm. All right. Like a cat. I'm a freaking Nintendo game. Well, I've got three lives. Yeah, more than that. I'm on the last one, though. I need a game genie. It all started way back when in 2002 when I was born. <laughs> she and was then... just a sperm swimming through her dad's urethra. And then she made it to her mother's canal. <laughs> and she swam up and she found an egg. And she fought all the other little sperm, and she won because there can be only one. Yeah, that rhymes. I'm a poet and didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Um, 2002, I was born, blah, blah, blah. Uh, grew up as a weird... <coughs> drug addict. I'm getting there, oh, okay? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up kind of a weird kid. Um, wanted to be a Marine so I could kill somebody with my bare hands. That type of weird. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, went to a regular middle school. Went to an early college for high school. Then I tried to drop out, like, <laughs> first semester of senior year. And then they were like, just finish your high school diploma and you'll be good. You don't have to come back next semester. And I'm like, all right, that's sweet. Then I started smoking weed. Well, wait, I wait, wait. No, no, check this out. She was going to graduate with what if you finished? I was going to graduate with an associate's degree in arts. Yep. And and so you did finish up that senior year and di and just got your regular high school diploma where you could have got the degree. And how long after you quit, or you didn't quit because you did graduate, how long after that period did COVID come into effect? Like a week. A week <laughs> later, school was shut down. A week, people. She could have a, what did you say? An associate's degree. An associate's in degree. Arts. But it, it, she, uh, we, one week, Sammy. Yeah, I was very depressed, okay? I have severe depression, um, anxiety, ADHD. Um, uh, She's also blonde. I am not blonde. I'm brunette. <laughs> I used to be blonde, though. It just turned into brown. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 16, I started smoking weed. Um, that's all I was doing until I was around 19, which I'm 19 now, so, like, January or February, I started doing harder stuff. Um, got addicted, LOL. Uh, then there was a whole beach trip shenanigan, and I went to a 72-hour suicide watch and jail for five hours. By the way, don't drink the Kool-Aid. It's disgusting. Um, wasn't a detox cell. There was just a hole in the floor to use the bathroom in. Saw some weird stuff on the walls. Um, just think it was probably scratched in with a fingernail. No, it was like pencil. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how they got a pencil in there, but you know. They carried it in their prison purse. Probably, yeah. But I, how though? I, I got strip searched. I had a cough and that was so weird. Yes, but if you put it far enough up your prison purse. 
hate that. Or maybe it was a guy with a short pencil that shoved it into his. Uh, no. I mean, you did explain to me about people putting a bar in their pants and shit like that. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. Uh, anyways, then I went to a little rehab program thing called SLA. That was fun. Got discharged <laughs> once because they thought I relapsed. I never did. They, I just still had THC in my system. And if you look online, health, blah, 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 sticks in your fat cells, whatever. Yeah, here's a fun fact for girls that smoke marijuana. Um... If you start losing weight, the THC can release that's stored in your fat cells and cause you to fail a drug test. That is on, uh, what, what was that, WebMD? No, WebMD sucks. That's where... Not WebMD. Yeah, they saw. That's okay. where they got all their information Yeah. From. But this is from actual doctors and It was and like the Mayo Clinic or something, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, so I got discharged for that and then I came back after five days and then... Um, I went to the mental hospital after like a couple weeks. Um, went there for five days. It was a lot of fun. I got to go outside for like an hour and play cornhole. It was the best. Uh, I once played, played cornhole, Doug. Or waffle. Yeah. She was so mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, then after that, like maybe a week later, I met Caleb. And then he can tell you his story, and I guess we can tell you the story of how we met. Where they converge yeah. to conspire to destroy what was known as Dorton's greatest adventure. I had every vehicle known to man. I could fly helicopters at a whim. It would have been cool if I would have had a helicopter. Yeah, one of them. I need a helicopter. Oh yeah, I have to go to court for like a DUI and a drug charge and now I'll take it go ahead Fun. well my story started in 1999 when he was just a little sperm <laughs> swimming through his dad's urethra <laughs> but uh yeah my childhood was rough and everything like that it wasn't the easiest but it was something and then uh Basically, was the lonely kid in school, didn't have many friends, and then ended up hitting 13. That's when everything opened up for me. Started smoking weed, and then became a big-ass pothead for the longest time. And then I hit 16 or 17, got addicted to pills and Xanax. And then it just led from there and progressed into even harder than harder stuff. And then was homeless, and then got to SLA, which is where I also met Sam. But it wasn't my first one, it was in Spartanburg, the first one, then I left that one. Went back to homeless, learned that I didn't want that no more. Went to the second SLA, and the first day I was there, I meet this girl named Sam, and she comes <laughs> up to me and says, hi, what's your name? I'm Sam. And yeah. this is where it all began. We were at Frankie's. <laughs> Um, it's like a, like there's golf, not golf, mini golf, yeah, putt-putt. Um, anyways, an arcade, everything, like you could ever dream of is there. Um, yeah, I just kind of walked up to him and I was like, hi, I'm Sam, what's your name? And then I couldn't even understand what he was saying. He was just like, hey, and I'm like, huh? He took off his hat, didn't he? 
No. Oh. No. It was very quiet until I got him to start talking. Okay. Here's a weird thing. Do you like him with the hat or without the hat? With the hat. With the hat? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not trying like to sound creepy, singer. but this is a gorgeous man without his hat on. <laughs> I'm not trying to be creepy about it, but he is gorgeous without creepy. it. Creepy. <laughs> um... Then he's sleeping at night, and I just want to brush his teeth. <laughs> See, there was one morning when I thought you were rubbing on my head. I swear to God, she came. She was up before I was, and I was. All I know is I was like half awake, half asleep. And next thing I know, I feel somebody just doing this to my hair, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is rubbing my hair?" I didn't know if it was. I felt like it would have been either you, just to mess with me a little bit. But then I realized that Sam was up, and I was like, okay, it's her. <laughs> now that you told me that, at some point, I have to see. I need one of them long back scratchers so I can stroke his hair from a distance. Yeah. Make sure I don't get hit. Um, so then, I mean, we were just like, we didn't like get each other's numbers or anything for a little while. But I did make him go on like all the rides at Frankie's and do a bunch of things. I worst, forced him to. Worst mistake of my life. The one that goes upside down. I was, I was literally still coming off of the drugs that I was on, and I just, I hadn't ate, I hadn't slept, and I was just, I was just like, I'm ready to get off of this ride because it just went in a whole complete 360 degree circle upside down and all. And it just like, I was like, please let me get off of this ride. It's only a few more seconds. But. And it went around again. <laughs> I'm going to have to go try this place out. It's a lot of fun. Um, so then, so our mutual friend at SLA, Sam, his name's Sam too. Um, he texted me and he was all like, I see you as a little sister, blah, blah, blah. But watch out for all these other guys because they're trying to get in your pants and whatever. And then I was like, Yo, can I get Caleb's snap or something? <laughs> so I was trying to get into his pants. Um, which you're not supposed to do which, in the yeah, rehab no, program. No, there's no fraternization, which I shouldn't even have had contact with Sam. But, um, yeah, so me and Caleb swapped snaps. I mean, it was just like common talking, whatever. Um, and then we almost got caught <laughs> fraternizing. So we blocked each other. He went, he got uh, drug tested and he failed, so he relapsed on uh, Delta 8, not anything else, but it was just Delta 8. And then, um, like I said, I'm a pothead at heart. Yeah. Um, then, oh Lord, what happened, Doug? You fell on me, but keep going. I, <laughs> okay. like <that>. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard all this. <laughs> um, then, so he went to detox for like two days. He got kicked out of detox. Which detox? Uh, detox is where you go, like whenever you relapse or like are on drugs, you go to detox and they'll help you come off of it and everything. You go there for like withdrawals and whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. and helps you get it out of your system faster. Oh, all right. But he tried to start some shit at detox, so. You want to tell that story? Okay, so at detox, where you're supposed to go to get clean and like get everything out of your system. Uh, weed is literally like one of the most simplest things that I, one of the biggest arguments I'll get into over, I will argue about it till this day, till the day I die. That is a plant 
It is a legal substance in many states. Therefore, I don't look at it as a drug, as a plant. It, it just does psychedelic it's effects. It's medical if you use it for medical reasons. But if you use it for fun, I don't think, like, you shouldn't use it, like, constantly, every single day, wake up in the middle of the night, smoke it like I did. Um, it should be like, oh, I need to go sleep. I can't sleep. Let me just take a couple hits and then fall asleep. If you can't eat, it's good for appetizing, app app making your appetite. appetite. Um, good for cancer, even. Like, I mean, I could go on a long list of how it could help, but there are a lot of people who use it for fun, and then it literally just gets to the point of where you use it so much that you need more and more, and then you literally, it's just like, you're smoking so much that, like, there's no effects, and you're wasting a bunch of freaking money. <laughs> LOL, drug addicts. Uh, <laughs> okay, detox, go ahead. But anyways, I was in detox, I went to detox for marijuana, basically, Delta 8, which is this pen that you can buy in the, st in the CBD shops and stuff like that. And like a, a regular smoke shop. Yeah, a regular smoke shop. It's basically a legal form of THC that a lab scientist said, hey, let's just give it a new name and put THC in it. Well, anyways, I ended up getting my hands on, on one of these vapes, and then I got drug tested, failed for it. My director was like, look, man, it's either detox or get kicked out for five days. So I went to detox. Well, I got kicked out of detox. How the hell you get kicked out of detox? I'll explain how. <laughs> well, anyways, I was in there for, my first day was in there. I was good. I didn't want to be there because it was for weed, the stupidest shit ever. And I was just like, all right, well, Basically, my second day, I had made it to about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and I was just, I have this thing where I don't like feeling trapped, and I felt trapped, I felt like I was in a prison, but something nicer than a prison, and I was like, no, I'm not staying here, so I basically threw a big-ass childish fit in the detox center, slamming doors and everything like that, and they were like, we're about to de discharge you for uh, disruptive behavior. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Discharge me, whatever. Well, I got discharged and really, I wasn't even supposed to go back to SLA. They weren't even supposed to allow me to come back. But my director, as being as cool as he was. And shady. And shady. <laughs> and a little weird. Very weird. Yeah. He let me back in and pulled some strings with his director that's over all of North Carolina. And I got lucky enough to get back in there. Well, once I got back in there, I still hadn't, I had gotten caught again for fraternizing. <laughs> all because I still had Sam's number and everything and like I that. And I said, hey, are you okay? Yeah. And, and then basically, the only reason I got caught was because my phone was dead and he didn't trust me still because I had lied to him so much and I had told him that I hadn't been texting Sam. Well, I had deleted her name. I didn't delete her number. Well, when he seen her number pop up, he knew automatically who it was and then he told me I had changed my number, blocked her on Snapchat and everything. And basically, we stopped talking for like two to three weeks, maybe at the, at the least two weeks. I don't know. Yeah. And, well, this one day, I was sitting outside waiting to go to a meeting, and I seen her pull up in the van, which is where 
If you hear people start saying sandwich with Van, he started it. I started yeah. that. And I got a minivan. I ended up walking by yeah. her van and telling her, unblock me on Snapchat. And she did, but she waited like a day or two to do it. Yeah, I was like debating on it. I was like, uh, I also thought you hated me that entire time, by the way. No. I was like, I got him kicked out. He hates me. I know it. He hates me. <laughs> did Where did you go while you were kicked out? Detox. Oh, we just talked about it. The oh, that's when you were. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, I didn't hate you. I was more or less confused. I was like, I don't feel like Sam would rat on me like that. Like, why the fuck would you rat on me and this and that? That's oh, why you I thought I ratted you on about the because Gary's the one that told me that you ratted on me. He I literally you, never said anything he about that. He said that you blatantly said I had asked, offered you that, and that you had told on him about that. No, I literally okay. never said anything. And after after you got discharged, he was like, "Yeah, I got I drug tested him," and I was like, "Oh, I think he might have gotten like that Delta Eight pen, like that you can get from the vape shot." I heard like some people might have gotten it or whatever. I never said, "Yeah, he he was smoking that Delta Eight. <laughs> I would okay weed. Honestly, I don't care about. But like, if he was like doing other stuff like meth, kratom, I wouldn't have been so mad about it if it would have been like Magic Kratom or something like that because yes she basically trying to save my life at that point yeah but like weed I understand it was a Delta 8 pen exactly. I mean it, Come on. it was just but we're going to stay away from all that yes, yeah we're going to yes. stay away from everything we're still working on sobriety we're still working our 12 steps and everything but anyways, back to the, the yeah. getting to know each other. Yeah, so um, how. I after like two days, I finally unblocked him. And we started talking again, and we were like, we should meet up. Because <laughs> I got a van, and I was like, I can drive. Meet me at the gas station, like right next door. So I went to the gas station. I was getting gas. He, he like walked up. And he was also under 30 days as well after, you know, and... So, he wasn't supposed to be anywhere by himself. So, anyways, he hopped in the van. We went and hung out or, you know, whatever. And we came back. Everything was fine. We were good. We were good, okay? (laughs) But there was another thing. So, I made these bracelets. Um, One says, eat me, and one says, suck me. He has the suck me one. I have the eat me one. Um, And... Before we even started texting again, right? We were at a meeting swinging on the swings because it was at a church and, you know, whatever. Is that when I told you no? No. no. Oh. So and I went to one of the meetings and I saw her swinging with this other guy. And I didn't know Caleb at the time or anything. But I, was, I, I just sent her a message. I said no. And that, that was, was it. That was all I wrote. That was before we were even, like, texting or anything. On the other side. On the other side. Um... <laughs> No, so I made these bracelets, and I was like, look how cool they are. I love them. And I was like, I'm going to give it to someone, give this one to someone. And he was like, I'll take it. And I was like, okay. And this was before we even, like, started texting again. And then Gary was like, yo, where'd you get that bracelet? And he was like, oh, this girl named Sarah. Sarah's my code name um, on Snapchat. He changed my name to Sarah. Um, and, is it still Sarah? No. Back Yours is still Luke. <laughs> I haven't. You really changed it to the easiest shit. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then Gary went on his snap and looked up my username. 
and found it. And he was like, okay, you're discharged. And then came to me and was like, okay, pack up your stuff. Gotta be out by eight. I was like, all right. And then I was like, I'm going to. I texted him. I was like, I was discharged. Are you all right? Whatever. And he was like, yeah, I'm good. I was discharged. And I was like, hey, do you need a ride? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, where are you going? He said, Mount Holly. Um, so I was like, meet me by my van. I got to pack up my stuff and we'll go. And then he said that if he went back to Mount Holly, he was going to be back on the streets. And I really didn't want that to happen because, you know, it takes two to tango. And I was like, okay, you know what? You're just coming home with me to my parents' house. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what they're going to say or if you're going to like be able to say or anything, but you're coming home. So, like, two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, she's two minutes away from the house, but it's been quite a while since we knew she was coming home. And I called her on the phone and asked her. Uh, I said, I said, hey, what's going on? Are you coming home or what? And she tells me that this person, well, you, you go ahead. I was like, hey, so the guy I fraternized with is um, in the car with me, and I'm bringing him home. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kayla, you, it was on speakerphone, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, you got to hear my true, honest reaction, uncensored, um, immediate reaction. I didn't have time to calm down or anything. What did you think of me from the, from the very beginning? I'm not going to lie. I was, low, I was really nervous at one point because I have had exes, draw, exes' parents draw guns on me. I've had them fire off at me. I've had brothers beat the shit out of me before. Uh, so I really wasn't sure what to expect at this point, but I knew that I was either getting ready to have a long, serious talk with you, or either I was just going to get a, a bunch of gunfire right And then she head. brought you back back up in the woods, I mean. Well, yeah, yeah, that was another nervous part. I was like, oh, God, like, yeah. we're going down a dirt road. So you're, you're like, used to uh, the city stuff and all. And she's bringing you, and then my driveway, rutted out, yeah. trees growing over it. Oh, and not to mention, the first day I met him and everything, he starts talking about, like, well, if you hurt my daughter or anything, I do have a tractor and everything else. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, yes, sir. And I think they were more or less blown away, though, by the fact that I was more respectable than what most of you guys that he's met. Uh, that that helped a lot, but your story really is what what sold it. That you didn't want to go back to that. No, nah, it was my my story is a really hellish story of like I said, I've been through a lot, and uh, yeah, I just trying to do something different with my life. Something like they say, change is the like hardest part of life. So I mean. Why not change it for the better and everything? And I've never really tried changing it for the better, so. Has, have you now. ever had any experience like us? No. We're we about as far of a change as you can get, I guess, huh? Yeah. Earlier he <laughs> said, I have the most awesomest parents. Yeah, I did say that earlier. I don't know how many times I've heard that in my life, but Jesus, like, <laughs> they're not that great. I mean,. But then let your boyfriend move into the house the first day they meet him? Yeah. Uh, we didn't let him move into the house the well, first day. Well, technically, you weren't even my boyfriend yet. <laughs> yeah. oh. right. Like, Friends like with benefits at that point. I time. put a shout out on Facebook. I need a tent. And my nephew hit me. I mean, my nephew's awesome. He's like, hey, there's a tent in the car because he's in the Navy. 
and I have his car at my house. So we threw the tent up. Actually, I made them put the tent up. And uh, you helped. I helped a little. We didn't know how to do it. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to building lean-to huts and stuff like that. Yeah, we put up the tent. He stayed in there for one night. <laughs> oh, oh. And then it started the very rain. first night I called my dad up. And it was pretty late, wasn't it? It's like 9, 9.30. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I called my dad up. I was like, hey, um, I'll explain everything that's going on, but can we borrow the futon mattress? He's like, yeah. And then I wouldn't even go out there. I sent him and her out there. Yeah, so we got out there, and he was cleaning off the futon. And I was like, I'll come out here and explain it to you all tomorrow and stuff. And he was like, no, nah, you don't have to. You're just borrowing the futon. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I need to know. <laughs> Swear to God, he thought I was pregnant. I'm not. I don't think I am. You're not. I'm not, apparently. We took a pregnancy test, but it could always have been a false negative. That was a very early pregnancy yeah. test. Yeah. Speaking of which, you need to take that note next thing tomorrow morning. No, we're taking it in a couple more days. Oh. Yeah. Couple more days. Maybe Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday. Um, cross our fingers. We hope we're not because we're not in the right mindset yet, or any of that, or we literally just started dating. Yeah. Like less than. All right, look. This is the fastest I've ever moved. I've literally met their whole entire family almost the entire family in less than a week. So that's the. We well, met three quarters within like two days. Exactly. Yeah. Quarters of the family in less than two days, and then like I'm still currently meeting more and more families throughout this week. So and they're yeah. all kind of messed up. Yeah, every like one of them has all threatened my life. <laughs> and then the uncle comes around and says, "All right, well, if she's pregnant. You got nine months plus eighteen years to live." And I was like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, so he stayed in the tent for the first night, and then it started to rain, so he came inside. He slept on the couch, um, and Doug slept in the tent. <laughs> yeah, I was still going to make him sleep in the tent with the rain and everything. And, and under the carport, they moved the tent under the carport, and all the rain just goes straight down this hill. It floods. I was like, he can still sleep in the damn tent. I don't care. I, I, didn't, I didn't not like him at this point, but I didn't like him at this <laughs> point. Well, you didn't know him. Yeah, because it was literally the second night. And yeah. Chris was like, no, it, it may flood the tent. He can sleep inside. And I'm like, whatever. And I didn't sleep that night. Uh, I did. I slept like a dang baby. I was I was in my own bed, sleeping. <laughs> um, and you were still over at uh, my mother-in-law's that night. Yeah. 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 And then Doug came home, and, he, and now he claimed the tent. That's his dome. <laughs> I love that place. Waffle. Waffle. Sorry. Waffle club. Um, Caleb still sleeps on the couch. I still sleep in my room. But we're trying to uh, clean up my room so we can all three fit into that room. Yeah, because that's what your dad wants. <laughs> I said I would sleep in the closet. It, it, that, that, that. Max said he would give us a camper. No, I don't know about all that now. 
after the whole situation that happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was So he was playing music before the meeting, and I was singing Ooh. it. And Mac turns around, and he's all like, hey, who sings this? And he, he says the name, and then he's like, oh, cool, let him sing it. And I said, uh, yeah, well, I don't give a fuck. And he goes down. I didn't, like, what did he say? I don't know if y'all know this yet, but we're trying not to cuss too often. Oh, much. sorry, sorry. He said, hey, man, keep your woman in check. <laughs> and then I look at him and I said, I don't need to keep her in check. Yeah. And then he turns around and looks back at, looks straight forward back because we're sitting behind him. And he was like, Well, I'm just keep my mouth shut on this one. I was like, I don't even think he like talked to us whenever we, whenever the meeting was in. Oh no, he didn't say nothing. Now was that before or after y'all were kicked out? That was today. today. That was today. Yeah. They said keep your woman in check. Yeah. yeah. I told him to. Uh, I what were you doing? Him. She was just singing I was the song. Just, I was literally not even singing as loud as I usually do. I just like I was just saying the lyrics. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey, wh- who, who sings the song?" He's he also tries to copy Caleb and everything. He yeah, does. literally the first day I met this dude because when I first met him, I had my hat sideways like this. All right, and I had already told him that I was talking to Sam. All right, and this dude literally copied my entire appearance the first day and then goes and hits on Sam and I'm just like and tries to get my number but I said no I'm just like alright dude yeah. so we're playing that game so yep. speaking of everything and this is completely off subject we gotta get you some new damn clothes oh no okay <laughs> but I like my rugged red uh, no it's time and to I get new found out you can cut them off in the shorts I found out what you can start calling me considering you like my Yankee roots or whatever. Northern Redneck. Nah, you're just a Yankee. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So, so, Caleb Brandon, that's the country white. boy. <laughs> I am. He's. Not many motherfuckers around here can build their own house out of sticks and shit. Sorry. Language. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm still I'm working on my language. Even my grandmother gets on me about that. Yes, it's been a very interesting ride. <laughs> Doug, what's your take on all this? Or, Waffle, what is your take on all of this? What do you mind, Dave? It's the most just interesting here. story I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> well, you live here too. What do you think? Don't ask me. <laughs> Don't ask you. <laughs> I'm in a tent, motherfucker. Oh, sorry. That, that was me. I'm in a tent, mutter clucker. Mother trucker? No, we have chickens. Mother clucker. Mother clucker? Mother. Mother clucker. Mother clucker. Yeah. What's that? Mother clucker? Oh, yeah, I want to help you fix the motorcycle. And then I want it. You're not getting my bike. I want it home. So, um, yesterday I went and picked up a motorcycle for my buddy's house. He's told me I could have it a couple times and then said I couldn't have it. Then he said I could have it again, and I went and got the thing. I don't even know what year it is yet. I don't know. I just see that it's a Honda. I know. I want to help, though, and I want to drive it. Even if I You're not learning to ride a bike on that. Why? Because that's a classic. <laughs> so? That is a classic. 
So That's like the Camaro. You don't touch the Camaro. I already touched the. I know. Literally, I know when my grand, whenever my grandpa, my cousin first got it, he was like, "Want to drive it?" I was like, "Yeah." I let Caleb push the bike. I tell you what, if you can push the bike, I'm gonna do you the same way Papa did Mama. If you can push the bike all the way out the driveway and back without stopping or dropping, okay, I'll let you ride it. Okay. With me on it. No. <laughs> That's not fair. With Caleb on it, he's skinny. Fine. No, because he'll put his feet down and help. Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll ride behind you in the car, and if I see Caleb's feet come down, I'll stick the pistol out there. Bam! <laughs> That'll get you picky feet I up. I have a BB hey, gun. All of a sudden, he starts putting his feet down, see how many times he can miss a bullet. <laughs> yeah, I am that stupid. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I wouldn't even shoot at you. Yet. I was going to say I've never shot at anyone, which is a complete lie. A um, year or two ago, the neighbor's son was hunting over there, and he got a deer, and it was dark. And uh, I gave him about an hour or so, and I called, and he hadn't came home yet, so I was assuming he was looking for his deer. So I went outside to go look for him and, and help him out. And there was an SOB back there in that corner smoking a cigarette. I could see the, the, the cherry light up when he puffed on it. I didn't say a word. And I, I walked down there, and I came back, and I walked, and I was looking for that cigarette, and I saw the cigarette standing there glowing about head high. I was like, all right, I got you. I walked inside. I grabbed my pistol. I came around the corner, and right where I saw that cigarette, I just unloaded with a forty. Dropped another one, dropped it, put another one in. I walked over there and I was looking for, for a fella. I was like, man, I hope I hit him. When I stopped shooting, you could hear. I mean, I bet you he was pushing down trees getting out of this place. And they ain't been back since. What if it was one of the, what if it was a good kid? No. A, the kid hunts over there. Yeah. B, the, the kids know that this is our property and all. They can come over here and all. But they were standing over there, able to look into your bedroom window. Yeah, that's why I say keep the bedroom window closed. Drawn, at least. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that so much. I want a gun. Well, I first you got to find out if you're a felon or not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a felon. I can own a gun. I was going to buy that 22 the other day, too. Did you have the money for it? Yeah, I did. You probably did not. No, I did, because I know the 22 is only like $200. You give me a holler when you go to buy a gun. Let me uh, at least check it out. I got you. It was that 22 that was up at the fishing place the other day. Oh, okay. Never mind. You're talking about at a store. I mean, if you ever buy one off of a person... Oh yeah. Let me let me inspect it first. Yeah, I don't I don't I normally don't do private owner sales unless it's like somebody I really truly trust or something like that. I will. I'll call the police department right in front of them and tell them to run their numbers. <coughs> All my stuff's legal. It's on them if their stuff ain't. Legal. <coughs>
the whole story? Nothing more? I don't think so. We're going to work on all the stuff and thinking things through and making sure we do everything legally. Yeah, legally. <laughs> Look, I need We're not going to talk phone. about that on here. I know, so I need my phone. Mm-hmm. And I do apologize. Oh, everybody's got to quit smoking at the same time. It's really quiet. <laughs> um, yeah, but we're still going to meetings and everything. Um, calling, my, well, calling my sponsor. He needs to get a sponsor. Um, what does a sponsor do for you? A sponsor is someone who will take you through your, the steps and um, who has already been through the steps and has at least a year of sobriety. Sometimes it's like six months to a year, no, nine months to a year of sobriety. Mm -hmm. It depends on their sponsor and if they think they're ready to sponsor. Um, but yeah, uh, they help you take take you through the 12 steps. Um, if like you need someone to call and you feel like relapsing or whatever, you call them. Oh, okay. That, right. That's like one of the, well, it goes God, then your sponsor. Or your higher power, then your sponsor. Um, yeah, like... My sponsor, I don't have to call her every day because that's like our like thing. We agreed on that. I, I need to you, call Caleb. her tomorrow. Until you find you a sponsor, I got you. You uh, feel my like relapse and you talk said, to me. My sponsor's husband said that if you want his number, you can have it. Yeah, do you want his number? Sure. Okay. I think he uh, needs that big biker dude. Mike? Just a real mean one that cusses a lot. <laughs> yeah, Mike. He was there tonight. Love him. I even said that. <laughs> I looked at him and I said, I love him. You you're not allowed him. to have a male sponsor since you're female, though? Yeah, um, female has to go with female, male has to go with male. Um, it, it's like... Um, what if I identify as a dude? What do you mean? That's going to be my new pronoun, dude. We just watched The Big Lebowski. <laughs> I now want to be referred to as dude. Okay, dude. Um, I don't have a name, dude. <laughs> dude. Dude. That was like wicked, bye. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it goes female, female, male with male. Um, but it, I mean, like, if you feel comfortable with a male or if you feel comfortable with a female, you just have to search harder because a lot of the sponsors usually want like the, the same gender or whatever but i'm sure you can find one that feels like like if you feel more comfortable with the opposite gender it's just to like stop like fraternization i guess because yeah. i mean you tell your sponsor literally everything things that you were going to take to your grave with you yeah. you tell them and when you put a male and a female together you don't know which one's going to be more charming on one another therefore it plays a part as the drug team. Yeah. If one another ends up, you know, charming the other one into doing drugs, which you can persuade other people into doing stuff if you try it's, hard enough. And it, it has happened before. It's easier to get someone drunk than it is to get someone sober. Yep. It's harder to get someone sober than it is to get drunk. There we go. Yeah. And one is too many, but a thousand is never enough. And we're sick and tired of being sick and tired. I can go on. I mean, <laughs> we don't have to live that way anymore. We don't have to live that way anymore. 
So do you have more than just one meeting or just one meeting? Um, we go to three meetings during the week, and then on the weekend we go to a meeting on Sunday night. Um, we're thinking about finding an NA meeting because we're both drug addicts, not alcoholics. Um, but all like all of the like NA, SA, um, all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. it comes from AA. Everything originates from Alcoholics Anonymous because. That's where it all started in set up just for them yeah. if we need to change anything is everybody good with a tent and a place to sleep uh, a tent a place to sleep and a fan and do we need more comfort out here no i think every like that's a step up for most people hey i've already got a tent that you see we can go to yeah 
A what? Uh, dynamic. Yeah, they they go through temp, temp agencies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And usually they, apparently they pay to have to get jobs. Yeah. Which I did not know that. The temp agency or SLA? SLA. Really? Yeah, okay. they pay the temp agencies to get all these people jobs to oh, be the okay. first people in and everything. Yeah, but they also get paid off of the people working those jobs. They're getting the double pay. They're yeah. they're double dipping. Yeah, they get in hell of money. That cut is crazy. It's shady. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's shady, but it's good. The program isn't sh the, the 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 program, the program isn't, isn't shady. shady. The, the people, people in are it there. are shady. Some it, people are more shady than others. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends on your director and the people around you and guest services and all that. But I mean, you're also it's very specific to get you to. Um, they they do help. But it is a self-help more than anything. Yeah. Which I do like that. Yeah, you've got to want it more than you want. Let's see how I say. You've got to want it more for yourself than you want it for, for anybody else. Yeah. yeah. If you want to change, you have to want to change yourself. You can't just say, "Oh, make me change to someone else," and they're gonna make you change. You're gonna have to do it yourself because. I mean, you could literally talk to any drunk alcoholic or those are the same thing. Drunks or druggies out there. And you could be like, you need to change. You need to go to rehab or whatever. But they're not going to if they really don't want to. Like, they have to hit their rock bottom where they have lost everything. Lost their family. Lost their friends. Like Waffle went through with the uh, whole Coca-Cola fiasco. <laughs> he lost everything due to Coca-Cola. And uh, he was still on the streets, drinking Coca-Cola, drinking Coca-Cola. And uh, one day he was like, you know what? This Coca-Cola is going to kill me, man. Okay. He's laughing, but y'all probably can't hear it. <laughs> Sorry that I use you as examples a lot. But I love you, man. Coca-Cola. I didn't technically lose everything, but I got really close to it. Because I started pushing everybody away just to get my next hit. That's probably all I had to show about people. It does, yeah. I mean, some I know someone who hasn't talked to her kids in 10 years, and they still don't want to talk to her, even though she's clean and sober. But, I mean, time takes time. She's right, trying right. to get there herself, you know? Yeah. So... I mean, it could be like forever that you don't get to talk to the people you love or love mm -hmm. because you hurt them so deeply. Mm. <coughs> Little fun facts about AA. I think we just turned the, the podcast into an AA meeting. Basically, yeah. <laughs> hey, talk about your stories. It helps. Yeah. You, you talk about it, you know where you came from, you know where you want to go. Um, look, I, I did all this stuff on my own with my wife, and it, it, it was hard. And every little bit helps. So if you can talk about it, and, and get it out there for other people too, because part of helping yourself, if, if you're helping someone else, there's this feeling that you get that actually does make you feel better. 
just by helping someone else, even by the smallest thing. Hold a door open for someone, for a complete stranger. Yeah. And um, now you're going to have the, the, the a-holes out there that are like, oh, you didn't need to do that, blah, 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 and say something stupid. But overall, people, people, I believe, and I may be looking, trying to look at the bright side of people, but I believe overall people want to be good. It's just so easy to be bad. Yeah. Because it is. Um, doing the right thing is harder than just letting go and doing that other stuff. Because I'm having a situation again where I'm finding myself, I'm, I'm needing to get better and not go down that path again. And it's hard. Also, take your medicine. Mental health mental is health. the main part of your sobriety. Yeah. Um, I mean, mental health is where addiction usually starts. You get depressed. You don't want to feel anymore. You start drinking. You start using. Um, or, I mean, like anything. Usually, it does start with mental health. Um, and that's where it started with me. I got really depressed, and I was like, ooh, happy pills. <laughs> Just not prescribed happy pills. And, I mean, yeah, it made me temporarily happy, but after it wore off, I was depressed again. Also, if you ever want to do, like, psychedelics or anything, make sure you're in the right space of mind, because... <laughs> don't, don't tell people how to do it. Well, First of all, if you're doing drugs. psychedelics, don't. We do not condone drugs. Don't do psychedelics. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> so here's another thing that I've noticed, and it, it applies to me too, and a bunch of other ex-addicts and, and, uh, and, and alcoholics. They do, actually I shouldn't say they because I'm, I'm in it too, we, we tend to make fun of the situation more to, to, help, to help us get over it. It's not so much for other people when you're trying to make fun of it. It's more about trying to wrap your own head around it and, and put a spin on it. So that you don't get back into the the depressed frame of mind that puts you back into it. Yeah, why be depressed when you can be happy? Why live in hate when you can be enjoying it? Don't be tired. Be why tired. go hungry when there's taquitos in the freezer? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of our story. We have Caleb and Sammy now. And we're trying to redo our entire house to make it accommodate everyone. Because now there's three adults going to pack into a small bedroom. And here I am trying to come to terms with the fact that my daughter's boyfriend is living with us also. I mean, I like him. I do. I, I like him. Uh, I've actually said multiple times, I think we could be really, really good friends if you weren't dating my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully one day I can 
still be really good friends with you and, and see you as something more than, than my daughter's boyfriend. It'll be your daughter's husband. I'm just kidding. Not yet. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you ever propose to me, I want you to all out. I want roses. I want... You know, I think I I've know. known him on that side. Well, I think... no, that's just the engagement. I don't care if we go to the courthouse. <laughs> Get married at the whorehouse. Yeah. I want a marriage and three women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, I want the engagement to so, be beautiful. So here, I'm thinking that if he ever decides to ask for your hand in marriage, that we should go old school and he should have to come to me and ask. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you like better. I Hardcore do. meeting. Kind of like I do when I ask you to date your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that, I just thought, I thought that was known, that you had to ask them for my hand in marriage before you actually well, asked me. I mean, them. I asked them to date you. Yeah. So, I mean, I already knew that applied. Okay. Just making sure. Because <laughs> I'm old school too. <laughs> My parents don't agree, I don't agree. Sorry. I'm real old school. He has to change his name to Jeff. I don't like Caleb anymore. You're going to be Jeff, Jeffrey Dahmer Dorton. Oh my God. <laughs> and we'll just call you JD. You're JD. You're John David. You just said that out loud on the podcast. Thanks a lot. I know. I, I, I tried to stop myself. I go by Dorton on here. <laughs> well, everyone knows my full name. Let's delete the whole thing and redo it. Because I don't know how to edit. <laughs> I can edit it. It's fine. I'll figure it out. Oh, God, all of a sudden there's porn on our podcast. <laughs> all I did was delete a little section. Why is there four hours of midget porn? <laughs> that, that's yours. That, that's yours. That's not mine. I, ooh, I do have a very common name, so it's not like I'm too awful worried about it. Because there's seven of them in less than 50 miles from here. Yep. Look, the last thing I knew was my name would be JD, because we've already found out too many things that are too much in common. Oh my gosh, I'm literally dating my father, and I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> like, Look. everything. He has two pocket knives in each pocket. One's for food, and one's for... What? Stabbing. Stabbing. And apparently <laughs> he has a knife That's not how apples. you say it. One's for work, Okay. And one's for food. Because if let's say you wanted to cut up a fish, you don't want to use the same knife that you cut up a fish with as you eat an apple with. One's for food, one's for working. You remember that? Because if somebody says, hey, why are you carry two pocket knives? Oh, one's a stabby and one's an eaty. That, that doesn't work. That makes you sound worse than what you are. One's for working. And they give a nasty example, cutting up a fish. We're going to miss Bob Woozy here. You want to end it? Run the red. Oh, we're in the red. Yeah. Oh, getting my red. Ah, uh, uh, no. <laughs> so sick. We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening. 
And goodbye, mother cluckers. Bye.